Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave, and Josh. How's it going? Hello. Hello, hello. So, final week. Woo! Well, yeah, Champions League final week and off the back of Liverpool's league campaign coming to a close with... What was the score in the end? I didn't even really... 3-1. 3-1. I was there, but I wasn't really paying that much attention once we got to second, I can't lie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after Liverpool's league season and domestic season, which has been very successful, despite what... Brilliant season. You can't We can't let one weekend define it at all. What a season. Well... And it, it just, I think, for me... We'll obviously talk about the... the what happened on Saturday, but as far as I can, Sunday, sorry, but as far as I'm concerned, the day finished as it started, which is always the most likely result, so it gives us, a, I think, a real positive um, outlook going forward for next season, personally. Yeah, we know, I mean... We know what happened last time this happened. We went on to win it the next year, so... We weren't even necessarily, like, it, it, it was never in our hands, per se, which is probably the, the saving well, that's grace. that's the best thing, I mean, the difference... With 2018-19, was um, we were 14 points behind this year and not seven points ahead, you know. So it was fine, as far as I'm concerned. It's fine. I mean, obviously the the, perm- the way things played out on Saturday, uh, Sunday, God, Sunday, um, make things a bit harder to take. But as I said, do Liverpool score if City don't? We don't know. So it's, yeah. Uh... Um, Hard to take us though, but we we have that luxury of having another big chance to win a trophy on Saturday, which I'm more than happy to take if we win that and the other two as a as a season whilst building for next season as well. I think I think the the, the frustrating thing for me is that somehow City have made it seem as though like they've pulled something out the bag again, despite being. You know, what was it, 12, 14 points clear at one stage of the season? And then, you know, down 2-0 through their own um, negligence, really, this weekend. And then somehow dragged it back, which, to be honest, I thought if they got a goal, they were always going to drag it back because that's what they tend to do. Um, But they they made it seem miraculous once again. (laughs) It's Hmm. like the QPR one, isn't it? Like that. Yeah. The, the the fact that they were getting beat by QPR, who like got saved by relegation on that day, really goes under the radar yeah. because of the way they won it. But like they were getting beat by a, a, a relegation fodder essentially that that day. Um, but obviously they came through and and it was miraculous and blah 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 and that that happened seemingly again on um on Sunday. So. Yeah, the 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 one thing that really did dead and blow for me though is as I said it wasn't never really in our hands. It was more um more just kind of we need to do what we need to do and then see what they do. And they did what they needed to do before we even did what we needed to do despite being two 0 down, which Yeah. yeah. It, it is just incredibly frustrating how it all played out, but Oh well, we move on. Well, we do. Um, there's no point in really dwelling on the game. It was just a bit of a dead affair, to be honest. 
Um, a lot of time wasting, a lot of... I mean, in my head, those those kind of games really are, like, especially when all eyes are on Anfield and you've got that kind of stuff going on. Don't get me wrong, from a neutral perspective, it was probably fine purely because they were likely tuning in to watch Liverpool lose the league. Yeah. Um, but, like, some of the, 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 the blatant just exaggeration of injuries and, I mean, they were going down with cramp and what felt like after what, what within an hour mm. and and stuff like this and it was just it was just a bit of a nonsense as much as people seem to be against this 60 minute kind of clock kind of thing that FIFA are looking to introduce uh, it really is a game that can be like put up on a big screen and used to justify <laughs> that kind of conversation because referees just aren't adding on time no. well enough at all I mean there's no reason why the VAR official can't just have a stop clock going and just let them know in the ear how, how much at the time needs to be added on or something along those lines there's absolutely no reason for it to be as arbitrary as it is through the referees but um, whatever's good for the brand isn't it stoppage time yeah it's just it, it, it's, it's like it, it's just like extra time isn't it it's just just silly like when City played Real Madrid and it went to extra time and it was only what 15 minutes that the ball was in play and that was City yeah. as well like City the Masters are keeping the ball in play it's just it's silly and it's just I mean would it stop it it should do I'd like to think so I'd like to think it would but who knows what the lawmakers decide to do they they seem to have very um warped priorities in terms of what the next step forward is. I mean, we still don't really have a clear and defined use of concussion subs, which I think is just like the ultimate thing that needs to be sorted. Yeah, that's getting absolutely rinsed at the minute. Um, and that needs to kind of just be really enforced, which it just doesn't seem to be. Um, they're still just doing concussion checks on the pitch. Not really just saying, oh yeah, can you to pass a very basic test seemingly and they just throw them back on again and then you see them wobbling going to ground again 10 minutes later and they have to go off and that's the one that I just before anything like um, stop clocks and things are introduced that one needs to be um, the priority for me so um, but yeah as, as I said you never know we'll get limb tracking offsides and um, stop clocks before we get something that helps the safety of players because that is what IFAB and FIFA love to do. Yeah, that, that that's the thing as well. It take, it seems to take football as well five minutes to actually get the kit on and get ready. I mean, there's no reason why the footballers can't be kitted up before they even go on and just have concussion substitutions like relatively yeah. quickly because mm. uh, th- th- there's no reason for them not to be, as far as I'm aware. Like... Get get them rolled on and get them get them seen to elsewhere down in the bars of the stadium rather than doing it on the pitch as you said, and it 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 will stop teams. I mean Everton did it. Everton have done it quite quite a few times actually, where they're just absolutely rinsing the the concussion protocol and stopping games because of it. Um, obviously that there's there's valid reasons for the rules being the rules. You know, I completely agree with the rule. I think you're a 
lunatic if you don't, but like it, it is getting rinsed and it will get rinsed because that's what clubs do. Yeah. At, at at the end of the day. But anyway. So Liverpool finished the domestic season with two trophies in the bag, one point off the Premier League title. And for some reason I mean it doesn't feel like it's a it's some kind of failure. I don't feel deflated because I don't think I actually went into Sunday with any kind of expectation whatsoever. No, I just I had a I had a what if sort of feeling um in the build up to it and so yeah, that that whole lack of expectation actually made it a quite an easy pill to swallow in a lot of, in a lot of ways. As I said, it's still it's not great obviously when you think about what could have been with the permutations, but Liverpool were never top of the league on Sunday, despite what had happened um, throughout the day. We were never top. There was never a point where we were top of the league. Maybe were they? Yeah, they were three two when Salah scored, didn't weren't they? So. It's not like we had it in our hands and threw it away at all. Um, I don't get. I don't like the. You know, looking back at individual games throughout the season. It's oh yeah, I hate that. It's why we play thirty-eight games. Yes, there were games like Leicester, like Brighton, and we've got the two City games or Tottenham. Yeah, fine, not a problem. But we don't know what City would have done if we'd have won those games. So, it's. It's cruel that it's a one point after 38 games. After all that happens, it comes down to one point. But it just goes to show how well we've done to go toe-to-toe with this Man City team who can cry victims all they like in terms of media um, media darlings, Liverpool, or squad depth, which they seem to have managed to persuade people is an issue for them um, this season. They can they can do that all they like. They are still the incredible football team they are an incredible machine of a football team they have arguably the form player in the world this calendar year playing for them which we've obviously missed since AFCON you can't argue how good Kevin De Bruyne has been um, for them and the, the irony is it's Ilkay Gundogan who's come off the bench to really change the game for them and they're happy to sell him this year so that says a lot about this whole squad depth myth that they, they've peddled uh, really successfully, uh, and yes, they've got Erling Haaland coming in. That changes the way they play slightly, and whether that is to their detriment or not, we don't know. We haven't seen it, but we know that we'll be ultra competitive with them next year, um, and that's great. That's all we can be. We the, this was a big season when we think about what happened last year in terms of all the injuries and not even breaking seventy points, still qualifying, still finishing third, these sorts of things. It was it was always a big task for us to be in it this year. I mean, you look at the pundit predictions at the start of the year, and Liverpool were probably an average of fourth for most people. So it's just reaffirmed that we are still at that level. That's all we could. Have, that was the bare minimum this year, and the fact that we've got two trophies, a potential, you know, Champions League win on Saturday, and finishing second by a point, it can only be described as a success. I think whatever happens Saturday it can. It can only only be described as a success going forward, and that's it's obviously culminated in Jurgen Klopp signing a two-year deal extension, and he wouldn't have done that if we hadn't had the season that we have. I think so. Yeah, I mean, whilst Sunday was difficult, 
it's one I think will be very easy to get over. It will be softened, obviously, by a win on Saturday, but even if that doesn't happen, um, I'm happy with how this year's gone and and we look forward to, to August and the winter of no football. No proper football, anyway. Yeah, I mean, as you were saying about that, that kind of um, city con of not having much squad depth. If I was Gabriel Jesus, I would be rattled, <laughs> to say the least, because the amount of City players I've actually seen coming out and saying, that, oh yeah, we'll, we'll improve because we haven't played with the striker this season. Yeah. Like, you have. Like, he's, he's literally there. Um, he played on the right wing for most of it, didn't he? Yeah, like, you have got a striker in the squad. You just haven't used them. Um, Liverpool haven't played with a striker for years. Uh, Chelsea haven't played with a striker for the last couple of years, bar probably a few months with Lukaku at the start of this season. Like it's not, it's for whatever reason it's been this narrative that's been peddled. Um, I don't know whether it's because it's a Guardiola tactic and it's um. It's seen as, you know, this kind of revolutionary thing because it, it, it's Guardiola. I'm not too sure, um, but that like that that isn't it's nonsense because at the end of the day, positions are just all positions are as dots on a team sheet. Yeah. Like, ultimately, that 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 is all it is. I mean, that is a simplistic way of looking at things, but like. I don't like the term false nine, for instance, in football. I hate it. Yeah. It's it's just a different way of playing as a forward. I mean, Liverpool playing that way means we, we, we de facto have three strikers playing instead of one lone forward. But apparently we play a false nine. Well, because a player runs into the channels, does that make them a false nine as well? Because they're not stood in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit, I mean it's just... Deep lying forwards have always existed in football, and I don't, I don't see the need to keep coining new phrases to describe what is basically just an adaptation of a position. And as you say, a dot on a pitch, on a team sheet, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, them not playing a striker doesn't mean they haven't been playing an attacking player. You, you the can... way they, the, the way they make it out is like they've just played a team full of midfielders in midfield and still managed. Yeah, you, you can you can talk about the, the lack of striker all you want, but that that like Gundogan, I mean, look at the runs he was making on on Sunday to win them the league. Look at the runs that De Bruyne made against Wolves, particularly for the first goal. They that, fill that space. That that third man run. That's a, that's like a striker's run. Yeah. <laughs> but as you said, they, they they fill that space with other players. But they they fill that space like you you don't need to have one static player there to fill that space. And that's probably why City is so successful, is because they're clever enough to always have somebody in that space. That's that's the emphasis of positional play. That that's what it is. So they've always got somebody moving into that space. That space is always there to be attacked, but it's not always the same static player, which may also mean that Erlen Haaland detracts from them. Yeah, that's season. what I was I was thinking. They they now have a focal point, which is almost the complete anti-Guardiola for a lot of things. We saw how it didn't work for him with Ibrahimovic, for yeah, instance, yeah, yeah. at Barcelona. Having that... He's the only focal point player I've that I can really think of 
under Guardi. I mean, you could say Lewandowski, but Lewandowski is like the most complete forward you can imagine. You can have, yeah. And he he played deep a lot of the time. Um, and obviously Aguero was quite. I think Aguero was probably the only one that really bucked the trend, to be honest. Yeah, but even he was playing and was doing different things. He wasn't a you know stand in the box and you know wait for it, occupy the space kind. I of do play. think he's more technically gifted than Haaland is, though. Yeah, I'm not, really I'm, not saying, like... I'm not saying Haaland's going to be that just stand in the box and, but he could just be that, you know, you know tapping the cutbacks. Well, I know <laughs> that. that, that the, be his job. There's a reason I've likened him to Lukaku for years, like. He is a really similar player to Lukaku. Mm. He's a, he's a, I think he's a, he's a better player than Lukaku ever was, and he's what only yeah. twenty two, twenty three. So like you know that's not to detract away from him or anything, and that's not to say that he's going to be a failure or anything, because he's he's already comfortably better than any version of Lukaku we've ever seen. Like physically, he's an absolute monster, which could bite him in the ass with the injuries. You never know. Yeah. Um, but. He's also a very... Uh, he's tailored to one way of playing, which Lukaku is as well. I, I, he probably won't suffer the same, because I, I, I do feel... and I, listen, I, I don't know whether it is the racial undertones with the likes of Lukaku. Um, is another one as well. You know, I can't lie. D, d, you know, these big black guys, for, for whatever reason, I, I don't know whether managers seem to think that they are this archetypal kind of drug player for whatever reason um and i don't think harlan's been saddled with that stereotype despite having very much the same just yeah just, 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 despite being he is he, he is really similar to lukaku lukaku has always been anarigi as well they're best players in behind but be, yeah. because because they're big and and, and they're, they're so they look so good physically which they are as well um but they they get shoehorned into this role that doesn't doesn't really suit them, and that may be because of for whatever reason um, they may have racial undertones there. But with Haaland, he, he hasn't had this, and we've been able to see that he is a, a very specific kind of player um, who who does play on, on the counter a lot more. This will be the true test of the Bundesliga's reputation, won't it? If if Haaland fails, then never, never sign a player from the Bundesliga again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you you see the likes of Florian Wirtz and and Christopher and Kunku at the minute. And it's like, <laughs> do, you, do you really want to take that that Bundesliga sacks? <laughs> mm. So we'll we'll watch on with. Um... With keen interest. Yeah, it, 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 it's really interesting. I hope he's a success and sits here an abject failure. Which <laughs> kind of sums up Ibrahimovic at Barcelona, to be honest. He, he was actually quite successful. But the team weren't with him in it. So. Yeah, no. Um, I do wonder how long it'll be until Pep tries him off the right or something along those lines. That'll be hilarious. Yeah, or, or, or playing in midfield. Yeah, no. But... Um, he certainly won't be saddled with the likes of. I think as soon as Lukaku joined Chelsea, you knew that wasn't going to be the nicest of relationships. When you had Tuchel talking about, <laughs> yeah, but you had Tuchel talking about. Finally, we've got this striker that can hold the hold the ball up and all that, and it was just like, 
What are you talking about? It's like, have you literally watched this guy? This guy's been playing on the counter all his entire time. At Inter, and it's been doing super successful. And you're talking about some finally holding the ball up. Like, fucking... why did you let Giroud go? <laughs> tactics, Tommy tactics, Tommy tactics. Um, but yeah, so domestic football out the way. I guess we can move on to. God for that as well. So happy it's finished. Yeah, I I, I feel like we're um, we're getting a well earned break. Sixty two, sixty two games this season. Obviously, I include Europe, but my God, it's been a really horrible four months of just Monday. Uh, sorry, Saturday, Tuesday, or Sunday, Wednesday, whatever it is, week in, week out. And it is nice. It's brilliant what they've done, but it is nice that that has kind of come to a close a little bit. I'll just breathe. Well, you can't breathe for one more week. Yeah, well, yeah. But at least there is a week to breathe during it. And we're not playing on Wednesday. Well, yeah. But, yeah. So we've got the Champions League final this weekend in Gay Paddy. Yeah. In Gay Paddy. In gay paddy. So, um, it's, um, crazy, isn't it? Champions League final. It, it's kind of, it's strange because normally you have to wait two weeks after the league season's finished. And now it's just like, bam, it's round, round the corner. Um, I'm really, really not far away. Else it's Tuesday now when we're recording. These weeks go fast. As I mentioned to you beforehand, I'm at Wembley on the Saturday watching Mansfield in the, Playoff final, and then we'll be watching the game in London. Technically, <laughs> you'll be at home. Yeah, I can't. I can't let you get away with them um, without telling the listeners what you were doing. Jordan, well, I, I thought the time in which, that. yeah, Jordan, the time in which Liverpool could have won the Premier League this weekend. I, I don't mind you telling them if you want to tell them. Yeah, Josh was playing cricket. Everyone. Yeah. Cricket. With with constant updates of the games. Yeah, I mean, I I. I put disclaimer out there. I am the captain of the team. Cricket. I did try and get out of it. But yeah, that was my Sunday. I think I was the real winner, to be honest. Fucking so, <laughs> hell. I will be watching the Champions League final. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I'm not going to go for a fucking game of bowls. Or tennis. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no, um, so yeah, so jo- jo- games of, of cricket aside, and Josh isn't gonna let a sporting endeavors get in the way of the Reds in Paris on Saturday, isn't it? Saturday. Yes, it's eight o'clock on Saturday. So, obviously, one thing we didn't talk about mm. is the potential Achilles injury to Thiago. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't heard of that, obviously, until. Probably about 10 o'clock on Sunday night. And I just saw it in passing. I, I looked at the game and saw Thiago was substituting the first half. thought, oh, God. And then obviously you've got a clock coming out saying it's not good. And then you you immediately think, is this mind games a little bit? Because he doesn't specify where the injury is. He says he knows where it is, but he's not going to say where it is. And he's saying it's not good, but he's walking on it with his kid on his shoulders. And you're just thinking... This seems very guarded. It seems very um, 
very vague. And there's a Champions League final six days away. And yeah, I think he'll be fine, personally. I think Fabinho will be fine. I think Van Dijk will be fine. I think we know Salah's fine. But anything you can do to just try and make Real Madrid second-guess things is a positive. Um, I think he'll at least be on the bench. Um, Obviously, we had a report come out saying it's not serious. So, it's five subs in the Champions League, man. He needs to start yeah. regardless. If he's fit yeah. enough to be on the bench and he's fit enough to come off the bench, he needs to start. And I think he will be. And I think he's probably fine. I think he probably could have carried on on Sunday if he had to. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I think I think it's just pure media optics a little bit, pure. Dark arts, which we haven't really embraced before this season. When it comes to things like this, we've done it a couple of times. We did it with Trent and his injury. He was out for two weeks instead of six or whatever it was. Well, yeah, I mean, Real Madrid loved the battle of the media. I'm shocked that Mane and Salah have been moved links with uh, linked with moves to Real Madrid. Um, not Salah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's a marker or whatever it is. What was that? I don't know how you pronounce it. What? I was asking you what you said. Oh, just like I'm surprised the Spanish media haven't said they've already signed. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, that, that, that that's what I meant. I mean, Bayern Munich so, seems to have tried briefing something about Mane, but other than that, like, that, that there hasn't been much said. And, I, just, uh, I think they, I think even the Spanish press know there's literally no point doing that because it's all beyond the realms of possibility. Yeah, well, they, they seem to have done something anyway because uh, already in many looks like he's set to join Real Madrid instead of Liverpool. Um, which, for 80 Not a shock, is it? I mean, it, yeah. I think if Mbappe had gone to Real Madrid, Liverpool have a clear run at him. He's not going to Real Madrid, so... Liverpool I think that's the frustrating thing, though, to be honest. Like... They they've shown you that you are clearly not a priority. Why yeah, why would well, you go there? Like, but I am not. I mean, I'd be very surprised position. to see, surprised to see, well, interested to see what Monaco's original asking price would have been with Real Madrid not in the question. But now they know they had all this money, obviously going for Mbappe. Monaco have surely asked for more, which has obviously left Liverpool out of the race. You know, I don't think. Liverpool could justify spending £70 million on a midfielder just yet with what we've already got, in my personal view. Um, But it doesn't seem like the kind of smart deal once it gets to those sorts of figures that Liverpool really make. Um, So there are probably other targets out there and I'm sure Shane will be back one day to read out Sam Maguire's Patreon that talks about this exact <laughs> subject. I don't have access to it. I don't know yeah. either. So we can't do the the Scam Maguire. The live Yeah, we can't do the Scam Maguire segment because Shane was selfish enough to get pregnant. <laughs> so sorry that you're deprived of this because I'm sure there's a wonderful alternative in that piece. Uh, and only only Shane knows. I know one off the top of my head who I'd go for anyway. I'll be Conrad yeah. Lima from Leipzig. What's his age? How old is he? Well, he's not that old. I think he's twenty-five. No, I, just, I don't know. I just know. Don't know very much about him. 
No, I think he's 25. We seem to, we, we to have upped our age profile by a couple of years that we tend to sign. We've gone for this 25 sort of range when it used to be like 23. You know, that, that, that classic big step in stature. Comrade Lyman is 24, actually. He's 25 sh- at the end of the month. I'm sure... Oh, Julian in two days. Got, I'm sure Julian Ward has got a um, big list. There's probably some Portuguese midfielder we've never heard of. Well, we were linked with that um, Vieira kid mm. from Porto who has an absolute load of goals and assists and has We've seemingly also gone under Fabio, the radar. Fabio Carvalho now as well. That's yeah, that, I'm, 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 not that I'm not sold on the lad because he's young, but like, I'm, I'm certainly not sold on the status that he seems to have been given next season. Well, um, you've got to think Chamberlain's going, isn't he? By, you know, all accounts. I don't, I don't know where he's going to play. People are saying he's going to play. He's going to play as one of the front three. He's going to be the Firmino alternative. He's going to play midfield. Nobody really I knows. I think he could play the right centre mid role. Um, because he, he is right footed, isn't he? Was he left? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's right. And I think he's obviously got that attacking. He plays as a 10, which that position ends up being quite a lot. So that's what I think personally he would do, which is the sort of position Chamberlain plays when he's in the team. But I think he, his time's done. Um, so I think he's the natural replacement for him for the short term, whilst we kind of work out what he does. But we don't know without without seeing him. Um. I'm sure whatever we do this summer won't be good enough anyway, and we'll be left with FSG out shelled for the it's rest of the bloody not, year. It's already not too far. If we sign Calvin Ramsey, it's already not too far away from being acceptable, if it stays like it, to be honest. Yeah, I still think we need a decent midfielder. I mean, even if we are going for Bellingham next year, we still need another one this year. Yeah. Um, Because... Don't get me wrong, Cater had that nice little run of form. But he's back to not being the most uh, reliable of midfielders, I would say. Um, It'll be really interesting what we do. I, I'm actually really... It does seem to be the window where we are going to get four or five bodies in, which we don't normally expect. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I do think we'll get a midfielder and obviously... One attacker, despite two leaving, potentially. And Carvalho do enough to cover two roles and be the Minamino attack option and Chamberlain midfield option at the same time, potentially. If we can get someone into... You've also got Jones and Elliot that could potentially end up with more um, prominent roles, especially Elliot. I thought Elliot I did think. well when he came in against Southampton. Yeah, did I thought a, the two of them did. But particularly Elliot. Elliot was, Elliot was incredibly honest in the, in, in the media. Basically said he'd not trained hard enough and that's probably why he's not been in the team. And I think at 18 years of age, or however, 19, however old he is, you can, you can have that lull whilst you, you're acclimatised to things. I don't think Klopp will accept it going forwards. But he's obviously got a, an old head on young shoulders. 
despite some of the things he says and does <laughs> <laughs> in terms of his footballing career. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see him get a little bit more. It'd have been really interesting, interesting to see how his season would have developed if the obviously injury he received didn't happen, because he was riding the crest of a wave then, and who knows what could have happened. But I think it'll be a really big year for him next year. I think that's what Klopp's banking on. It's it's replacing what players who were squad players who have been, are slowly becoming deadwood with players that can be squad players and in the first team and replacing them with that better quality and I think if we get that right there's no reason why we can't go on four fronts again next year I won't be particularly bothered if we don't win the League Cup but there's certainly the other three with potentially a Club World Cup in there uh, Super Cup at the start of the season we'll have the Community Shield as well to win the FA Cup it could be one of those incredible um Seasons where you look at it at the end and you just think, wow, with all the trophies we could possibly win. Yeah, and the uh, community shield, which is looking like it could be held in Leicester, hopefully. Yeah. I also want to know why Chelsea are allowed to wear their um, World Cup badge for the whole season and we were only allowed to wear it once. Yeah, same for United. It wasn't United when allowed to. Had they changed the rule for Chelsea for whatever reason? Well, let's hope there's some sort of consistency if we do end up in a position where we are wearing it. Well, ideally, yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, on to the game, I guess. I won't be there. <laughs> I, won't I won't be, be there. there. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not even attempting it. I'm, um... no, I just think about going to Paris. I mean, not to obviously go to the game, but did think about taking a trip to France, but um, Euro tunnel prices are very extortionate at the time when cost of living is also quite extortionate. So yeah, that quite quickly put paid to those plans. Yeah, I just says me going to Wembley on Saturday, <laughs> staying in London. It's just not um, not vile. Like the amount no. of people without tickets is unbelievable. It's also too easy to get to Paris. That that was it's the issue not, with Madrid as well. Yeah, it's not like if you wanted to say Kiev, say if you wanted to go and still not go and, and not go to the game, but just embrace the whole, you know, follow go with the team sort of thing. More pe- less people are able to do that. Whereas Paris it is a hop, hop on the train and go. I think it cost me eight hundred pounds to get to Kiev, and that was. Flying to Turkey from Turkey to Lviv and then getting the train from Lviv into Kiev and the same bath. Not a journey you'd want to do today, but. Um, well, yeah, no, certainly not today. But, uh, yeah, that that's obviously more of a ball ache. And, and that, that that was 800 quid to do it like a fucking backpacker. Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, but I mean, right. St. Petersburg would have been, would have been great. Yeah, fucking Putin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, until Putin has to have a power trip and then Istanbul next year. Um, well, I thought Seville looked great for the um, Europa League final. Yeah. Apart, apart from the, you know, Scottish and German fans having a chair fight. <laughs> Istanbul next year will be... Um... It'll be funny to see how people get there. 
if we get there. Um, but then obviously if we do win it, we, we, we're potentially off to Abu Dhabi or fucking God forbid Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I eat that. Um, oh, yeah, I'm praying it's Japan. Because mm. it surely has to be Japan because they were meant to do it last time. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, I want to go to the Club World Cup and and, and I really can't be asked because also I think if if it's Abu Dhabi as well, it's, it just gives an excuse for all all the grafters and everybody mm. doesn't really care about how much money they throw about to just go to the favourite place in the world <laughs> and um and just do what they always do and raise ticket prices and just you know, take take the tickets away from people who actually go with the matches because they've decided that they wanna spend ludicrous amounts and that's just, that's exactly what's happening in Paris. People are spending two, three thousand pounds on tickets who probably haven't been to many games at all this season just because they can yeah, and it's just it's not. Uh, you've got the club coming out and putting a statement out today, something along the lines of essentially we're calling upon social media sites to stop people advertising well, the tickets for sale. It's and nonsense. They've cancelled. They've cancelled thirteen tickets, haven't they? Yeah, they but found it, on Saturday, thirteen is a very small number, but it's a a good a positive step they've made. Yeah, no, but at the end of the day, if only there was a way, you know, to reward the people who actually go to the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 within their their capabilities to be able to sort this out. They haven't, and now they're doing this, and it's I don't know why. I I I don't know why they they, they haven't actually acted upon it beforehand and put the the club have always fumbled big ticket decisions, haven't they? It's not not something Liverpool have been very strong at. Well, yeah, it's, it's particularly time. bizarre for the Champions League as well because it hasn't been treated the way that the domestic cups were. Mm. That that that's the weird thing. For whatever reason, the Champions League ones went to the season before COVID. So you know the um, the Atletico Madrid season. Yeah, it was based off that as well. Whereas in the domestics, I was. I wouldn't have been guaranteed the ticket for the Champions League regardless because my auto cup fucked up in the Champions League. But for the domestic cups, I went home and away in the domestic cups and I was guaranteed the final ticket. If you did that for this season in the Champions League, you weren't. Crazy, isn't it? I just, I, I don't get it. But I feel like we're just going to keep having these, these conversations until the club actually kind of sort out and there's obviously never going to be a happy medium because people are going to be disgruntled no matter what like th- there's never going to be but well ticketing is never going to be one of those things that gets a united response yeah it? yeah no no there won't be it won't be but yeah so there'll be how many people in paris Twenty thousand, less than that well that'll be official liverpool tickets but i, I reckon there'll be Tens and tens of thousands, if not over a hundred thousand, the full fans there. Spanish Spanish clubs obviously do struggle with selling tickets, and oh, their end will be full of Liverpool fans. Yeah, like Sevilla. I remember Sevilla in twenty sixteen was, and there was murder. How outnumbered they were, yeah. Yeah, and, and there was murder amongst them. But to be fair, when when um when we got beaten here, we walked back out the ground, um. 
we stayed back and watched them lift the trophy and then we walked back through the why did you subject yourself to that? I've never been to a Champions League final before. <laughs> to be fair, with one of them, you didn't know you were going to do it again. Well, yeah. Uh, well, certainly not so soon anyway. So it was like, yeah. I'd rather, you know, have the experience. And I was lucky enough, obviously, to be in Madrid the, the, the season after. But, um, and we walked back through the Real Madrid fans and they were, obviously, they were celebrating and stuff. They were raucous themselves, but they were, Perfectly fine. Like mm. there was no issues with them. Did realise how many of them were um shacked up in Kiev though, because they were all out the windows and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, so We're doing a really good job of not actually talking about the game, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Well obviously, you know, I've 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 got on more on my loss, you know. Yeah, I mean I just I don't really want to think about it. It's great that we're in it, but I just don't want to think about the ninety slash hundred. Well, I think that's probably what we're doing. We're just, kind of, we're just yeah, like we're, we're already like three and a half days away mm. <laughs> from it, and it's like it 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 still doesn't kind of feel not real, obviously. But um, I'm I'm nervous now though, and it's only Tuesday. I, I'm I'm mainly nervous because. I don't want to go into it without Thiago, and that's it. That's it. Mm. And that, think, that, that probably think, plays into yeah. to me point about my fielder as well because I'm, I'm crazy just not confident enough. This time last year, if we'd have been in this position, we wouldn't be thinking Thiago would be the biggest miss out of him and Fabinho. And that's that's twofold. In the right now, uh, right now, if we were going into it without Salah, like I, I would feel more we confident. Deal with it. Well, let's think about the last time. We kind of mentioned it before, but I don't think I've mentioned it actually. Last time, obviously, Salah went off in a a big game. We had to bring on Lalana as a right winger. And look who we can turn to now. And by the way, you know, we were still a better team in Kiev. Don't care what anybody uh, says. Not after Salah went off. I thought we really were really poor after Salah went off. Yeah, it's the result I've tried to expunge from my brain. Well, to be honest, I've probably rewritten. We didn't create anything. What happened? Think in that. See, we game. we didn't create anything, but we still won the XG, so you know we won the model high ground. But we we battered them when Salah was on. Yeah, yeah, no, that that that's what I mean. Like, I, I guess it's kind of a sh- extrapolating yeah, like, that small amount of time over the the whole game. Vaguely, vaguely remember we had nine shots before Salah went off, something like that. Um, and we didn't end up on many more. After that, which was just incredibly frustrating because we win, we win it if he's on the pitch. I'm absolutely sure of it. Yeah, we probably do. Yeah, 30, 13 shots in the game we had. I think nine were before Salah went off. So we just really struggled. But I don't think, as I said, we don't have that problem anymore, really. An attacker comes off, say you start. Uh, Mane, Salah and Diaz an attacker comes off and you've got two profiles you can turn to you can turn to Firmino and you kind of go a little bit more you know, conventional Klopp as it were or you've got Jota who are you know, a really really different but really good options off the bench now of course we're a better, not a better chance when Salah plays that's a given but 
it's nice to have that depth, and we do have it to a lesser extent in midfield. It's there. The options are there. As long as I don't have to see James Milner start, I'm happy with what midfield <laughs> we put out. But he's someone I would certainly put on if the game dictates that and allows for that. And we look full strength in defence, which I think the big question is Matip or Canate against Benzema. I personally think Canate, but I don't know what you think about it. Yeah, that's that's another one that's kind of been affected by the last game of the season. Did you Have you watched the game back? I haven't watched the game back. I oh, saw Wolves' goal and laughed. Because yeah. I knew he would. Um, and that's poor from Canate, obviously. That's that's what I mean. So, like, we're going into that game off. You know, Canate's been relatively imperious lately, but... I think he's got a wonderful knack of just... You kind of know he's not going to do it again. Like, I don't see... I know he's, we're, we're talking about a very small sample size, but he seems to be very dependable when something goes wrong in terms of knowing, look, that was, that was wrong. That won't happen again. Whereas Matip, don't get me wrong, he's been brilliant, but we do see almost the same things happen to Matip quite consistently. We, we all... We all kind of know that he has certain weaknesses and things. So, I think whoever starts, it'll be fine. And I'm not. I've got not got a problem with whoever starts. If he starts Matip, I'm happy. If he starts, um, if he starts um, Kanate, that's fine as well. It's just interesting to see who he goes for. He tends when we have big power against big powerful strikers, he goes with Kanate. That tends to be the the overriding theme. And in the Champions League, he tends to start in um, Kanate. It's um, it'll be it'll be interesting one. Yeah, so um, I don't know. To be honest, logically speaking, we probably shouldn't. But I mean, logically speaking, you should be nervous for a Champions League final. But logically speaking, from a football perspective, we shouldn't really be because of the way they've managed to get to the final. Um, well, they were outplayed by Chelsea and outplayed by Man City. And they and PSG through. Um, in the first leg, yeah, probably yeah. much better team second. But I'm saying in the in the home games against City and Chelsea, they were played off the park. Chelsea comfortably through in 90 minutes. City less comfortable, but kind of had them at arm's length because they just kind of settled on their one nil on the night. But it's that that kind of makes me think, okay, we'll be fine. And then it's the last five minutes in both of those games that makes me think, shit, this could be horrendous. Yeah. I think, we over, I think we're too powerful for them in midfield, personally. I think before it was a midfield battle, we were weak in, in Kiev. I think as long as two of Fabinho, Henderson and Thiago are fit, we are better than them in midfield in terms of... Um, physically uncovering space and things like that. Maybe it might be a reverse kind of game to what we had at Kiev where we signed Thiago, uh, Thiago Fabinho days later and it was like, oh, well, we could have done with him a, f- a few days ago. Maybe that's kind of the situation with Chiuamani when he, when he joins, if he joins. Yeah. They, they could have done with him when we roll them over. Maybe. Yeah, no. Um... I hope 
We could have created the new Eden Hazard where he tweets that he's signing for the Champions League winner and we just don't know who it is yet. <laughs> well, Eden Hazard is still a bloody Real Madrid player. I can't wait, I can't wait for the wonder goal he scores. I, I know, like, I, no, no one how shit he's been. I still wouldn't want him near the pitch. Or Bale. Or Bale either. Or, like, or Bale, yeah. I'm hoping his There's so much fucking vile on their bench. Like, unadulterated vile. With Hazard and, and Bale. Like, even just, just, just seeing Hazard up against Trent again. It's just gonna give me nightmares. But, yeah, I guess we should get into score predictions in that case. Yeah, well, the table, well... We've had some flippage, as it were. Oh, no. Um, you had a bad week. Oh, you what? had a bad week. You said 3-0 against Wolves. Um, right centre-back, which didn't happen. Did the same right centre-back again? Yeah. So, <laughs> two two points for you. Um, Shane said 2-0, which is five points for the correct margin. And he said Sadio Mane, who did obviously score first. That's eight points for Shane. I said 3-0 as well, so I got two. And I also said Sadio Mane, so I got five. So Shane leads with 77. I'm second with 72. And you're third with 71. What? To the last game of the season. And for the last game of the season, we are doing... Double points. What a load of shit. Double points the last game of the season. Champions League final. All or nothing. The only league now that matters. We can now officially I'm say that. Well, this is not a democracy, so... Sounds like a crack of shade to me. <laughs> hey! Surprise reveal! <laughs> I'm doing a run-in. Steel chair in hand. <laughs> I'm here to stop Josh's shit gimmicks. No, well, it's happening. So who do you think, uh, Shane? Canati uh, or Matip? Oh, to start? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, that's... Uh... Fun fact, remember, Matip did assist a goal in the last Champions League final he played. He did, Leg- yeah. Legend that is, Divock Origi, who will not play, who's played his last game for Liverpool. That's, uh, he, he, it would have been the third or CB in a row, wouldn't it, to assist a goal in the final for us after yeah, Lovren Asia, as well? Asian, yeah, yeah. Oh um, Lovren assisted the goal in the Champions League final. He, he was brilliant. Yeah. That was, like, was, it was a great header. It was one of his best ever games for the club, yeah. honestly. It was crazy. Uh, maybe, maybe sat Van Dijk. Yeah, I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard what G said. I, I will say before uh, Sunday, I was like all in on Konate just because he seems to be the man for the Champions League for Klopp. And I, uh, I, I said Konate. Dave hasn't said at all. <laughs> yeah, um, and just Sunday did put the fear of God into me just because it made me realize, even though Matip wasn't great, that Konate does have. At his age, even though he's been brilliant, he does have a howler in him. Uh, and we love a howler against Madrid in a final. Um, so up, up to that point, I had been like, I was like, oh yeah, Konata has the, the goal threat as well and set pieces. And then Matip just decided to go fucking clutch mode to end the season. He even got the assist for Salah. Um, so, yeah, she's Warming up nicely. Yeah. Uh, someone made the know, point that... Start both. The school of thought, yeah, he could. Um, 
I think someone made a good point, or I'd seen people make a good point that was like, uh, if Thiago's out, then maybe you just want Matip's ball progression just to to level that out. You know, that could be what swings it. But <laughs> maybe um, in midfield. And yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, 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 what have you? I, I haven't been able to listen to it all, so I just. Uh, what, what have you covered so far? You, have you already decided? Are you going through the final well, or what? We, we, we kind of try to avoid the final as much as humanly possible. All right, yeah, the old title also, race. Simultaneously previewing the final at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, bit, uh, bit in, case, in case this is the first time anyone's ever listening, they're wondering why someone's just appeared. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, off on. Yeah, <laughs> Craig. Yeah, I'm, I'm the fourth member of the pod. Um, yeah, I was out on paternity leave and uh, I, I woke there from a coma <laughs> to uh, a sleep deprived, deprived coma to uh, yeah, do, do a run in on, on this here audio party. Yeah, so now we were just vaguely discussing the final. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think what about there will be a far more in depth episode next week. Depend, I mean, regardless of the result, you'll have. Two people, maybe three, who have actually watched the game. Oh yeah! Oh 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 oh! Shane, Shane, Shane! Wait, wait until you hear mm. this. Guess what Josh was doing during the match on Sunday? Uh, no idea. Spreadsheets. Do you know? No. I was playing cricket. All right. I mean, God's sake! Can't believe I'm being victimised for being <laughs> British or English. <laughs> Yeah, victim. Is it? It's normally the shoes normally on the other foot when it comes to the Brits, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Why, why are you playing cricket? Because I am the captain of the team, and I couldn't get out of playing, so I had to play. So, did you, when did you find out the results, or what was happening, or how did at you? What time, was your experience? At the time, because we had umpires with the phones out and telling us. And whilst it was two nil to Villa, I was very happy. And then five minutes after finding out it was two nil. At the time, it became 3-2, and I was thinking, oh, what on earth has happened there? Um, yeah, that was all, all good fun. Mm. That, that, that was actually, well, I was going to say, yeah, because if you'd, if you'd somehow slept through both games and woke up and found out and just saw the scorelines, you'd be like, ah, well, that's nothing to see here then. But it, it, you wouldn't have been able to appreciate the, the fucking existential dread of when <laughs> Villa were winning 2-0 and Liverpool looked like they had mm. a fucking prayer. I think I was quite happy to live through, to not live through, sorry, <clears throat> the existential dread. As I said uh, 20 minutes ago, I think I was the winner from Sunday. <laughs> not big winner. Was Dave at Anfield? I was. Oh, wow. So, were you the one who started the rumour? Oh, <laughs> we, we had a guy, we had a guy in front of us. Who had a like a good old analog radio, so we knew what was going on, and he was so fucking bemused at the fact everybody was celebrating because he obviously knew what was going on. It, it didn't originate from the away end this time either, did it? No. So what the fuck then? It's either either someone there's some like like United fan undercover in the crowd, or it happened against uh, um, it happened at the other year as well with Brighton. I don't know who the but fuck it, it is. It happened where? 
It, it happened. Oh, three years ago. Yeah. What? what when, oh, yeah, when yeah. But that was the, that was the Wolves fans, wasn't it? Yeah, and then and then Liverpool did actually, or, or or Brighton did actually score like a minute later. Whereas this time, I could see. I thought I looked like the main stand or the the, the Kenny stand was like celebrating, like you know, like on the opposite end away. And I was like, how have they? And I, it was weird for me because I had like the I had the Liverpool game on TV and I had the City game on like a stream. So I was one of them was de- one of them was like thirty seconds more delayed than the other. So I was finding out about uh, things that happened in the City game before I was seeing them. Like they were, you know, Sky were like not like spoiler and shit immediately. Like even the commentator on Sky knew straight away to say that like, oh no, nothing's happened at the Etihad. We're not sure what the noise is about. <laughs> Yeah, so, no. We 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 were we were trying to calm everyone down around us because Mister Mister Analog Radio was telling us otherwise. Has anybody called uh, Connor Cody a fucking wool cunt yet, or like is that basement covered? Oh well, no, we were we were waiting for you to. You've come in the basement. Oh fucking hell! Don't ban that ban the cunt from the city. Stay in Saint Helens, you fucking prick. Honestly, what did he do? He oh yeah, you wouldn't have seen that. Did oh, you yeah, see Dave? Seen it. I did, yeah. Like no, just in general, he was like kind of like he he did a couple of times. I think the thing that fucking took the biscuit was they had a center half who went down with cramp. It looked like legitimate cramp, and he fell down on the touchline in front of the cop. And Cody like physically picked him back up onto the pitch, just to like stop the game. And like yeah. before that, he he'd like gone down with a head injury and like milted for like a good two minutes. He was just being a complete fucking prick. He's dead to us. Yeah, he actually is. I, I hope, yeah, I was saying, like, I I want him to get Santiago Canizares out of the World Cup squad, you know, like, fucking drop a a bottle of aftershave on his foot so he, like, you know, a, a, a terrible yet hilarious injury to rule him out of the World Cup. That's what I, yeah. But, yeah, fatherhood has mellowed me out. Thanks for asking. That, that, um, that's me with, that's me with um, Emmy Martinez as well, to be fair. Oh, what a I, prick, I, yeah. I want to see Argentine fucking tears. Yeah. In um in Qatar, fuck me. Finally, see, man, like they they just made up a word to fucking antagonize us. Like, go away, will you? Yeah, no, I I, I want to be fucking. I want to be fit for some kind of international community shield. Oh. And I actually, because yeah, you and you, so you were you probably had the, the only feed you had for the city game, Dave, was uh, that radio. I I had it up like in front of me, uh, and. Robert also he started oh jeez, he was cagey as fuck, like to start it off and it looked like it was gonna be shy, but he said he kept like putting high crosses into him. It was like really weird. Like that's how they eventually scored, but they were they seemed to have like didn't they seemed like run out of ideas very early and like he was Rob Olsen, I'll give him his credit, did a great job. He like claimed about like a dozen crosses and each time he like made sure to like fall to the ground and and all that. But uh, eventually he was gonna have to face a shot on target and that Roger won yeah, that's kind of the 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 dagger I'd say as the far as one I've seen the the last goal, the third goal. Yeah, don't don't put yourself through it. I can I can describe each of the goals in painstaking detail if I ever want to to torture you. But um, yeah, it was. Sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say, "What a sports washing endeavor!" On behalf of the United Arab Emirates government, that was you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no business in the podcast, you know. No, no, where I've you know, if I've turned over a new leaf, I've, I've, I've seen the light, you know. I, uh, I've, uh, yeah, it's been it's been an emotional few weeks, and I had a child. <laughs> uh, 
Aj, ja nie yeah. na emotional weekend. Yep, yeah, it's uh, it's a to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not I should yeah, clarify, because I did, I, I heard you trying to push that narrative a few episodes ago. Um, a little pissy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll return to Gaelga Corner, and I'll, I'll let you have a go at trying to pronounce the name. Oh, good. It's, uh, oh, it's God. Irish. Oh, no. It's, it's Irish, yeah. <laughs> you might, actually. Uh, it's oh. like, this could be like fucking countdown. Give us a vowel, give us a vowel, give us a vowel. <laughs> it's, uh, it's spelled A-O-I... B H E. Oh my, oh my god. A N N. What? So yeah, this is this is impromptu Gaelga corner. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, I want you to go first, Dave. Um. Yeah, Dave. For the sake of our gimmicks, like Josh should have the worst pronunciation. You should at least be able to. You should have seen some like bastardized version of it on Liverpool at some stage. So, <laughs> go on. What, what, I'll just spell it again. A O I. Yeah. B H E. B H E. A N N. The listeners at home can play along as well. How do you pronounce A? The first letter is A. Listen. What's the what's the next bit? A O I. B H E. Yeah. A N N. It's a uh, not uncommon girl's name over here. Evon. Evo, Evon. That's a very good effort. I was going to say F F Effian, but yeah. So there we go. That's that's great, Josh. You did have the worst answer a, a yes, as the resident Brit. Um, it's so, and and the fucked up thing is we pronounce it weird for our. If you were reading it phonetically in the Irish language, it would be even, like A O I, like you know, like Efa. It's even, but uh, us being us, we're pronouncing Avine. So Avine, yeah, yeah. We we Avine is. Um, she got to watch her first Liverpool matches. Liverpool drop crucial points against Spurs, and she's she's been clap out ever since. I'm afraid, you know, the <laughs> FA Cup. She's she's like FSG, you know. The, the the you're not pulling the domestic cup wool over her eyes, <laughs> you know. She's she sees the domestic failure. She knows the score. Uh, maybe there'd be some European redemption. We'll, we'll see at the weekend. No, it's it's, it's it's a nice name. I just don't know why I thought there was like a silence S, but you know. <laughs> to be fair. Like we have, yeah. Like there, are, there's all kind of subterfuge going on with the the Irish alphabet. So I, you know, I, no, that's what I mean. I, I thought it was like yeah. a, a trick question kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's yours again, Josh? I need to hear your pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, terrible, though, isn't it? Yeah. Sure Everyone. Well, we're going for the preseason again in the summer. Yeah. No, I, I think Effian was the the water company that drove Andrew Revive out of business. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Okay, no. Yes, where were we <laughs> before I derailed we the actually, entire? We were talking show. about you, you leading the predictions league. Oh yeah, we were. Am I? Am I? Fuck yeah! yeah five is. points. All right, yeah. So and that's why points to the Champions League final. I've been leading so, the entire way. By the way, I've fucking bottled it. Yeah, Dave's third now. Yeah, six points separating first and last, though. So. so, so who gets dibs on fucking predicting RCB for the final? Then, <laughs> since it's just the fucking Trump card. Can I go for RCB assist if Joel if Joel Matic's play? 
Yeah, I think Konate might have one assist, or does he? Or is he is he goals only man? Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, uh, have you? You get the joy of going first. So you you for the final anyway. Are we doing predictions? Is it for the score? Yeah, yeah. Um, have we? Have you said what the lineup's going to be? <laughs> in in to go with the prediction, well, it's, kind of, it's kind of no, just praying for Thiago no. and Fabinho to be fit, really. And you are you Matt, are you team Mata for Konate? Dave? I would be Mata. Yeah, geez, I might have to go full centrist on it and just whichever whatever whatever club says. Uh, yeah, like I said, that maybe the Thiago thing could play into it, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be int- you'd be you'd be probably pretty pissed off if you're Mata, but you didn't get it, wouldn't you? Like not just for like his form, but the fact that he's a senior centre half. But maybe he's he's no, he's maybe not he's not the kind of character as well that will kick off. Um, yeah, prediction. I'll say two one, the Reds. And it's like we say first goal scorer, isn't it? Um, first goal scorer, but you still get a point if they do score at all. Yeah, go on, Salah for the fucking narrative. It'd be more fun to predict the winner, but yeah. I can't that's... say Mane. Hmm. I'm no. gonna I think I'm going to say 2-0 Diaz. No, Diaz, Diaz is fucking... That that miss on Sunday? Sun, it's like just it's it. etched into my... What was the miss? Retinas. First half or second half? Uh, first half. He went through. He probably, he probably, it was probably Robertson, though, Dave. Fucking oh, hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. To, uh, that was the other thing. You know Dave, what? Save Josh that from one. the gaslighting. Fuck's sake. 100 million percent. He's a million percent. My meek surrender is the worst part of it. <laughs> yeah, you 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 did just <laughs> you held firm for like a half second and then you just conceded because Josh just or sorry Dave just like Alan sugared you into submission like, you know, he just, like <laughs> very appropriately for media conglomerate Dave like you know oh, good yeah uh, I'll um oh, I will go do I go full vile. That is the question. No. I'm going to say 2 2. Oh, wow. Money. This is only 90 minutes. Oh, 90 minutes? Yeah. No one ever scores an extra time anyway. We keep making mistakes, I think, about um, Um, extra time and things. I'll. I'll stick with 2 2. Okay. And Mane. Mane. See, I think Mane's going to score, but I can't say it. Yeah. Well, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a fucking, he's got to prep that Ballon d'Or CV, doesn't he? Well, uh, one of my Twitter mutuals on the pitch as well. Yeah. You too. Fucking hell. Well, I listen. Yeah. It's better than losing. Well, I mean, we could lose on pens, but. Oh. How do you see the game going? Because I feel like a couple of weeks ago I was way more confident, uh, and just a combination of the injuries and how spent we've looked. As I think it'll be a carbon copy of the Chelsea FA Cup final, but we actually score. Yeah, in the sense in the sense that both teams have chances, or I don't know. But Chelsea had fifteen minutes. 
They had some very good chances though. Pulisic, Pulisic kind of flew under the radar. I thought Pulisic missed. Like if you were Chelsea fans, you'd be fucking cursing his name after that one. Um, I felt like solid in his head. Here's the thing with Real. If you go through their team, I don't know. Is Alaba even going to. Because Alaba was just on the bench. I don't know if it was injuries against City. But, um, like. Man for man, can, we are by far away the better team, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were saying, like, oh, it's good that it's not going to be like a three week break like it was for the the Madrid final. in The final in Madrid, I should say. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep a bit of rhythm, but. Yeah, geez, a lot of the players look spent. Although, you know, they'll still have enough in them to get, like, they'll have a spell in the game at some point where hopefully you just take the chances in that. Um, but Madrid are, like, yeah, they're fucking old, aren't they? It's, uh... I just think we'll be too quick and powerful for them. My take. Is Millie, is Millie Toe good? Do we know? <laughs> I think he's, um... He's South American. Yeah. I sp- oh, oh that, yeah, that, he is. That, he, just... he absolutely is. I can't confirm. I've I've seen enough of that from... Um, yeah, and then it's going to be, what, Alaba or Nacho beside him. And Mendy seems to be solid. Courtois seems to be in good form. Carvajal... I think Carvajal... He's played well, it looks like, going forward this season. Yeah, he should um, tear into bits. He should, yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it. Um, and their midfield, I think, only looks good when Camavinga comes on. See, I think or, he starts Camavinga. Do you think? I don't think he will. Yeah. I don't think he will. I hope he doesn't, because Casemiro, Casemiro made Timo Werner look like fucking prime Messi for his goal. So, I think that's the thing um, as well, though, because we, we've got a kind of hope that the referee referees the game properly and, and I know Fabinho can be worse than anyone but Casemiro is like in the tier above fucking everyone when it comes to shit and fucking just yeah uh, challenges because did you see there there was a stat that Madrid finished their league season for the first time without a red card since 83-84 fuck and everyone was saying like and it was accompanied with like a, it was some big account tweeted it was like with a picture of like Sergio Ramos but all the comments were like, "The it's the world's greatest romance, Casemiro and the referees." Yeah, because uh, actually, yeah, do you remember? Uh, it was was it the one of the city games? The city like, game? the com- com- yeah, commentators could not believe it. Like, and after a life after a lifetime watching Fernandinho do the same thing, but it, it was actually like the most egregious shit. It was like worse than anything I've ever seen. Fernandinho would just saying something is, the way he got away. It was like sorcery. What is Clement Turpin or Turpan look like as a referee? Do we know? What does he look he like? Uh, what's he like? As a oh, I was going to say. <laughs> he, is the, he is the referee for the um, I think I, I remember his face and when, when I saw that he was refereeing it, I was happy. So that's all I can go off. I don't think he's got that big an ego. Like the likes of oh, Chiquier he and... Like he's French. He is? Yeah, I know. So he, so he looks like he has an ego because he's French. Oh, I thought you said he looks French. Can you? Is there a thing on LFC history where you can look at referees? In the game yeah, there is. Let's do that. Yeah, see if there's any fixtures oh, where. Because there are there are enough European referees where um, you'll, you'll have had one game against them. Where do you find this? 
But yeah, no, as, as I said, he, he doesn't seem to have as big an ego as the likes of Kunachikir and all those other ones. So, yeah, so he refereed Augsburg and Anfield, which is 1-0. Good game. Um, Spartan Never Moscow happened. in Moscow, which is 1-0. Never happened. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig last year. Okay, so he's never had a big game for us then. No. Uh, Leipzig was a knockout Champions League game. Yeah. I, I, I saw those goals for the other day yesterday. And I was like, this game never happened. <laughs> this is this is another fake <laughs> game from a fake season. On oh, yeah, Nat Phillips, man of the match, European away. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so Jones absolutely teams. ran the gaff. Both teams uh, home in the Puskas Arena. Thiago still learned how to tackle, probably. Um, yeah, no, fake game, fake season, never happened. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, he's but, refereed six Champions League games and three Europa League games this season. Do you think Madrid's attack boils... Like, I know it's all about Benzema, but do you think it really is as simple as if Trent can just not give up anything big to Vinicius, then we win, or we don't concede, or...? I think their attack is just vibes, isn't it? And... It's Ancelotti, isn't it? He's the the economy will regulate itself manager. That's so, his. Sorry like, to just jump in, but he has actually got quite a great record against season. us. No, no, I'm not about this referee. Sorry. Um, oh, he's given quite a few red cards and penalties. So that's good. One red card between Nantes and Strasbourg. Three red cards in that Porto Atletico game, if you remember that. Hardly a surprise. When there was an all-out fucking brawl at the end of the game. Uh, red card at Nice and Montpellier, and then he gave two penalties in one game for Marseille against Saint-Étienne. Two penalties in one game for Bayern against Salzburg, or Salzburg against Bayern, or whatever, whatever way around it was. Uh, and then he's given penalties in one, two, three, four other games as well. And he's only refereed 34 games this season, so that's a lot of action. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I'd say that bodes well for us. <laughs> he said. Well, it, it seems tempting, like tempting, tempting, all of the, tempting all the fate. Um, he's just not yeah. got all that. He, he, just, he, he can't let them be Spanish. <laughs> Uh, good luck. All the best. But to, to be fair, like uh, me and Amy watched the uh, women's Champions League final this week. Did anybody watch that? By the way, that was. A, that I was did. A, yeah, that was a boss game. Yeah, it was. Um, but that referee was just not having any of Barca's Spanishness at all. Yeah, yeah. They um they gave him credit for it. He he was just letting everything. Or what was it? I forget. I, I I did have a thought on one time. It was either it was like he was letting everything go or um. He just wasn't kind of because I I kind of like that about the women's game is that there isn't so much of the now you, I guess you're seeing it at the very highest level where you know because it is like a it is like kind of a function of or like it's a product of like you know the game becoming professionalized the more high stakes that like dive yeah, becomes it, a thing but, but like I I don't really like that about the the women's game is that like there's less like fucking absolute nonsense that for a non football fan if you see it like it does look embarrassing you know yeah it was, it was predominantly the triathlon and all I thought they were doing because they went down relatively early so they were doing less of the play acting and, and stuff because like when, 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 yeah, when they're chasing the game all they can 
<laughs> it's it's when they have a lead is when the Spanish come into their own. But when it's when they're chasing a the game, they, they kind of they can only really resort to like the dive and or like you know trying to win fouls or yeah you know try, trying to get pe- trying to get people sent off. Yeah, that's what they were yeah. doing. So, but no, that that was refereed really well. So hopefully. Yeah, the champions. Um, as I said, Fabinho can be the worst for it as well. So like, oh yeah, we've got to watch. He's gotten, away, he's, he's, he's gotten away with murder a couple of times this season yeah, as well. Yeah. So I don't think he'll start if Thiago's fit though. What? I feel like he's surely, surely Fabinho is more likely to be fit than Thiago. I have no hope for it. That was. Well, there seems to be more positive noises coming out about Thiago though. So. I, oh I, yeah, just I, today is it? It's just not a bad injury, they're saying. But it's still, it's still so close to the. It's the, it's the classic mind games. I think he, I reckon he'll be fine. I don't think it was mind games when he went off before halftime. No, he didn't. Look, yeah. Then you've got. Yeah. He knows what the injury is, but he's not going to say what it is. And. Bopple accidentally leaked the exact place where he's experiencing pain, so Casemiro <laughs> can kick him. <laughs> um. Like okay, let's say hypothetically. Because uh, like, because uh, I think Klopp can actually. I was saying it. Uh, Klopp can gamble on starting at least one of them because if they have to come off after fifteen minutes, you don't fuck your entire team the way Diego Costa did in the twenty fourteen final. Do you remember he he wasn't fit and they decided to gamble on him and then he's gone and then you have two subs left and yeah, you know, eventually like they do you remember because they Madrid get the. The last minute equaliser and Atletico. It was just a, a slaughter of an extra time because Atletico were so spent. Uh, whereas, like, well. yeah, that's what I mean. We have the five subs, so you can, you can gamble, you can burn one of them on, well, that, on gambling on them. That's what I said be, be, before you came on. Like, if if Thiago's fit in any capacity, he needs to start. Yeah. If they both were, if they both couldn't start, like, what's the midfield? Is it like Henderson six? Uh, Keita and one of Jones Milner. Fucking hell. <laughs> like, because like, I was thinking it might be, you could even front four it. Like, I don't think he would, but you could. And in that, if you if you go with the front four, then fucking hell, all of a sudden, like, people like Minamino and Elliot kind of become, you'd never have thought they'd get near the final, but suddenly they could make an appearance, like, at some stage. Origi being out is kind of, could be low key a bit of a blow if the if the midfield injuries are. Why is he out? Muscle injury. Why is he out with injury? Yeah, that's why he couldn't even get on the squad. He had to. He couldn't even lace up fucking yesterday oh, or Sunday. Yeah, it's kind of a sad way for him to go out, I but am, fitting that really. his fitting that his last goal and appearance was against. Well, not last appearance, but I'm, his I'm, last I'm, goal was against Everton. That I follow far too many um, rival and neutral fans. Since Sunday, because like my timeline has just been non-stop nonsense, so I haven't actually been able to see much actual Liverpool news. Well, you mean like going to the actual game where Divock Origi walked out onto the pitch at the end? Is, is that what you mean? <laughs> well, there is that. He <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> you had that bit of insight escape you. Well, yeah, yeah, of course it does. Okay, okay. That's, that's the painfully obvious thing that you bounce off my head. Yeah. Um, well, then with the nonsense, then you'll you'll know that probably I think the I think big, the only big fear factor, apart from maybe the Vinicius thing, and maybe that's where the, the argument for Konate becomes stronger, 
if you do want to play at a high line, you want his pace maybe against Vinicius. But um, Ancelotti does uh, have a good record against Klopp, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm just thankful that he's not playing a three, though, to be honest. Cause three. We, we, just a three at the back, because I think we saw the Wolves in the weekend as well. We struggled so much against that man, and I know we, I know we won, but like fuck me, <laughs> we are so narrow, and they just, mm. they just overload us out wide, and it's just kind of, you just left completely open out wide. Um, they probably start Valverde right wing, won't he? <laughs> that's so even. Good. That's a proper two mid two thousands managerial move. Well, he's, he, he, he was doing it in the other leg. He was doing it in the other like legs, wasn't he? Like even Valverde's entire job could just be to like track Robertson. Well, yeah, or Diaz, and or Diaz. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why. Yeah, take a step back, and I feel like we should do well. But when you start thinking about it too much, you start thinking about all the ways it can go wrong and, and shit like that. But um. Would we all start be starting Salah man ideas, or does anyone want a big brain drop in Salah? No, that's the one. Yeah, no, that's the one. That's the, that's the three. I, I think if he hadn't scored at the weekend, I, I might be campaigning for him to not start just because he's been so fucking. He's been bad, but yeah. I think Jota somehow been worse. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, Jota's kind of. Lost all the good parts of his game, which is scoring goals and uh Yeah, I think yeah. it'll come back, but like it's just frustrating when he isn't. Yeah. And Salah is like still quietly, despite the fact he got the this new playmaker award, uh he is like a good creative force, even that that's kind of how he's mitigated the the lack of goals uh second half is that he's still like you know, he's still an outlet and he's still a threat in the, in the way that Diaz is. Um, so, yeah, Firmino uh, can be an impact sub, although he, it's quite the cameo he had before he eventually assisted Robertson. <laughs> he just couldn't, couldn't fucking play a five-yard pass on Sunday. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Might have to win it off the bench on Sunday. Fucking... Oh. Because uh, I, I think Madrid like won't be good until they bring on fucking Whamavinga. As soon as he comes on, they just become they become fucking invincible. It seems. Yeah, we just got to make sure we haven't got as many gaps in midfield like City has, because he was running rampant through there. Like City mm. just completely gone, and then he was as fresh as a daisy, sauntering through the midfield, and it just nah. Got to make sure that we manage the game well. Obviously, Ancelotti. Yeah, soon, soon as he starts up. warming up, Milner starts warming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Volume. <laughs> Milner, Milner just Milner can actually start like man marking him during the warm up. You know, just to, <laughs> just to just to get him fresh, like to get him reused, acclimatized to it. Same when when I saw him on Wembley after the League Cup final, I should have left something on him because I didn't. Well, I obviously didn't know that we'd be seeing him in the fucking Champions League final or called him something, called him a knobhead. So yeah, I mean, he was he was pretty good. Uh, at the, he had a really good cameo in the FA Cup final. Um, you know, he he would have assisted the the winner if Robertson, not Jota, Robertson, uh, could finish from two yards. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you worry about it's just about him going the other way is where you worry. But I'm sure we'll manage. We can 
find lift number seven and go level with Milan and more than halfway to Madrid's fucking poxy 1960s dynasty. Well, we can. But next week, Josh, are you okay? To, I, know, I know this This is this is admin that we're doing on the podcast, but you know. Are, 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 we, feature now. are we recording on Monday? I think so. Okay. Pen, pending, pending results. I think. Pending results, and if we lose, it's this is the last one ever. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't make the rules. Yeah, it always works out well when we say this, doesn't it? Every time we're like, oh, if we lose this, we're we're not coming back, and it probably means we're playing City, and then we go on to draw a game against City. Uh huh. So yeah, there be no there be no draws this time. Well, we've got we've got next week, and then we'll have our. Obviously, the most anticipated award show of the award season in football. The top yes, of awards. Do we have to, you know, dress appropriately? You know, black tie. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll I'll just wear a black tie. Just a black tie. Just a black tie. Wow. <laughs> this podcast will be streamed on Twitch in two weeks' time. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, if if we win in normal time, I'll just wear a fucking black tie. Fuck it, because I I don't want to go to penalties again. Man, I just can't take it. <laughs> a, a treble on penalties would be very funny though. I know. <laughs> it would like people <laughs> would try. I didn't even score. <laughs> people would try to like dismiss it. Like you, you could say that we've actually won a treble in a season where we haven't won a single big game. Or like you know, I know. like the be- is is like what's it like the best team we the best team we've beaten all season is like Villarreal or Inter or like Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. <laughs> you know? Like we didn't win a single game against Daniel Harris like, will be Liverpool. We are uh, Portugal from twenty sixteen. Yeah, what what do we call like what what will the cup treble on penalties? What will the Twitter slander him be like? Pup treble or something like that. Griso for Portugal sixteen. Liverpool 22. Spot kick hat trick. Let's go. Looking forward to it, mate. Anyway, it's been an emotional roller coaster once again. Only one more to go, boys. Only one more. We've um we've got this kind of like two months of madness out of the way, and then we can have a nice little break and do it all mm. again in about what 60, 70 days time. Oh, <laughs> I'm fucking dreading it already, you know. Like, I, I saw what? it was like 70 days until the Premier League starts again. 75. The wall. Yeah. At least there's a World Cup to keep us... At least there's a World Cup to keep us... Oh, no! You know what? I'm kind of glad that I'm, I, I get to switch off from football for the entire summer, though. I'm actually kind of happy that it's in the winter. You say it like we're not all hopelessly addicted to fucking Twitter anyway, but... Well, yeah, yeah you know. Well, the real stuff starts now. Transfers, and we've already been let down today, so... We'll, um, yeah. We go again, I guess. Um, Paul West, Paul Ghost, sorry. <laughs> um, seems to be the new Twitter favourite, doesn't he? Um, for the news, the Diego is making a bit of a comeback. So, mm, we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's been emotional. It's going to be emotional once again. Yeah, good talking to you again. Let's, let's see you again in another four months or something. Yeah. <laughs> Back off paternity very briefly. But yeah, um, see you next week and 
Hopefully we'll be celebrating number seven. Au revoir.